welcome to the Need More Buffs podcast, the unofficial Light Seekers podcast sponsored by DeliveryCrab.com. DeliveryCrab.com, your number one source for Light Seekers cards and three points of healing. Welcome back, Seekers, to episode 44 of Need More Buffs. I'm your host, Matt Sonnenberg. This week is a continuation of last week's interview with Chris and Benny. Last week, we gave you a behind-the-scenes look at the new Kindred set that has come out fairly recently. We focused mostly on how the set was put together and some of the new mechanics, and then ended up talking a lot about the lore behind the set. This week, though, is going to be a little bit different. We're going to take some time to explore a few decks that Chris and Benny have built for us. Once again, I apologize for the kind of abbreviated episode. We didn't have a lot of time to discuss these decks, so... I hope you enjoy it. I think there's still some good stuff in here. In any case, I hope you enjoy the episode. The show notes for this episode can be found at deliverycrab.com slash 044. That's deliverycrab.com slash 044. That will include the deck list that they shared with us today, as well as any other links or things that come up during the episode. I think that's all I got for you. So let's jump in and get the second half of this interview. Now, I think we, we, we might have a little bit of time yet if, if we're probably move through this a little quicker than we normally would, but I believe you have some kindred decks built. Yeah. And I, I, I would love to see just some brief examples even of what's going through your guys' heads with these new cards. So I'll, I'll let you two decide who wants to go first, but if you can, uh, g- give me a list of the cards in the deck and then, uh, you know, just kind of break it down for me. Yeah, uh, cool. So I will uh, I'll run first. So I have an Astral Chimchu deck. The hero of the deck is actually a mythical hero. It's a Wildborn Maya. Quite crucial to the deck, which we'll get into more, but it's the superior <laughs> elements, basically. So Wildborn Maya has basic solar, superior lunar, superior gravity. And I will instantly add to that that there is also a superior solar weapon in the deck. So she wants to be triple superior. Interesting. The... Combos for Wild Maya here are... So we got a few old familiar ones. Uh, Planetary Alignment, Black Hole, and Tidal Shift. Also two new ones. So we have Coronal Loop, which is a solar-solar-lunar combo. And we have Feather Storm, which is a very Chimchu-specific one, which does damage and healing and more if you lost a card, a card is a Chimchu. So those are the five combos. On to the card. So going to Solar first. Like The key card of the deck is Chimchu Commander, which I run three of. Uh, Chimchu Commander is XX3, and on the third corner it does three damage, and also, for that turn, every time you play a Chimchu card, you get one more action. So you can start chaining Chimchu, basically, and that's why I want Wabo Maya, because she has a lot of superiors, so I can, I don't have to worry about the element restrictions there. Very true, yep. Other solar cards are three Chimchu Militants. I have a single Sunstrider, so ideally chaining a long queue Chimchu onto the Commander and finishing off with the Sunstrider. And I have a Dusk Cleaver, so that is the new superior solar item, uh, which lets Wabamaya yeah, ignore the restrictions of solar and play Chimchu, Militants, another Chimchu Commander, and Sunstrider all at the same time. In Lunar, I have two Telesta Protectors, uh, so that's a Chimchu buff with damage reduction and healing. I have two Guard Howlers, so that is a Defend card that lets me draw a card, and if it's a Chimchu, I get one more action. Because I have so many Chimchu in the deck, it's quite reliable. <laughs> I've got the tools to also let me narrow down on that a bit further. I have a single Chimchu Farce here. I should mention that I'd run a few three-offs here, but not that many, because 
obviously you can't play the same card twice in a turn, yeah, so yeah. optimize a corner of Jim Command. I want to have lots of different Jim Shoes I can play, and then finish off with a Sunstrider for a big hit. Um, I have a single Yukona Oracle to buy myself some time. Uh, I have three Telestan Priests, so there's one of the new Chimchu cards in Gravity, which is two healing, one damage, and draw one card. So it also lets me restock cards for the Commander chain. Uh, I have two three top, tri- uh, three top trading posts, not Tribunal. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first card would burn on the same line as normal text because it got a bit too heavy. Yep. And that's a card that also, again, lets me capitalize on playing Chimchu cards. So... Uh, obviously, one of the big things with Astral is that the removal card, Pathfinder, is not burned. So by playing Chimchu, I can get cards like Pathfinder and Expired Commanders back into the trading post and then send them back to my hand again. Speaking of Pathfinder, I have three of those. Two Chimchu Infiltrators, and then uh, another new Chimchu here, Arcane Investigator. Arcane Investigator is particularly interesting with this because uh, it gives a mission action itself and also gets one from the Commander. So basically, as your first card, you jump up to three immediately. It also plays real well with Guard Howler uh, because I can look at the top card and either leave it there or move to the bottom of my deck. So I can look at it, see if it is a Chimchu, I get my action back anyway, and then follow up with Guard Howler for healing and additional action. <laughs> and another card, obviously. I have a single Astronomer. The card draw, like, I want to run quite a big hand to really guarantee the long loop finishing with Sunstrider. Yeah. So Astronomer there for hand size building. Uh, and then a few unaligned cards. A single Tantosian Blacksmith. Again, it's a Chimchu, which also gives me additional action. So like with Arcane Investigator, I get an action from the commander and also one from the card itself. I have two Shield Walls, uh, which is a unaligned clunky buff. One, two, three, six on the corners, and it reduces attack damage by that much. Uh, basically, there to buy myself some time to, again, find the cards to start chaining. And I have a single Charging Crusher. So Charging... Uh, other way around, Crushing Charger. <laughs> I always do which is, if the recipient has eight or more cards in their hand, they all get sent back to the deck, and they move the top five cards from hand uh, from deck to hand. So this is basically, because I'm going to have a big hand, if someone else unborn informants me to also get a big hand of my hard work, uh, then I have crushing charges to kind of nullify that. <laughs> Crush that, yes. Uh, so yeah, so the deck is built very much around uh, keeping yourself safe until you can line up a nice lineup chimchu. If it goes wrong... If that chain doesn't work out the way you have planned, there's a lot of work to get back to it again. So it's uh, it's quite important that when you line up the chain, you don't waste ingredients, so to speak. I've played around quite a lot with more and uh, with more Sunstriders, but it's hard to find the right balance there exactly. It depends a bit on obviously luck of the draw there yeah. to some extent. Uh, another thing with Dusk, uh, the Dusk Cleaver is uh, a slight tangent that fits in real nicely with the chain of Chimchu is that. Uh, by the time I get to pull off the combo, I tend to be quite low on health. Uh, Dusk Cleaver is an attack ability for two damage, and I get one more action if I have ten or less health, because I move it into play with the Tantosian Blacksmith as part of the chain on the commander. I can use the Dusk Blade, uh, the Dusk Cleaver, on the same turn that I equipped it. Sure. Uh, so that, again, feeds in a bit more damage into the chain. Uh, so yeah, so it's a very Chimchu Synergy heavy deck, which is a lot of fun to play. Like, crazy fun to play, I'd say. Yeah, I, that's that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is is decks built around those families and Chimchu obviously seemed like one of the easiest ones and I think the the other two that we're going to see a lot of are the uh, beasts and insectoids. But yes, my other deck I was considering talking about here was a High Queen Axie insectoid deck, which is uh, also relies heavily on insectoid play because of uh, Axie's passive, which is if the mm-hmm. opponent has. Seven or more cards in hand, 
insectoids do one more damage, which is obviously great <laughs> with insect swarm and mantix hatchlings and things that trickle anyway. Absolutely, yeah. So one question I have for you about this deck is, what is your current record for damage with Sunstrider? Sunstrider itself, I think, is a 13. Wow. Uh, it's 12, 12 or 13. Yeah, it's high. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's quite impressive. And I, I can only imagine being sitting across from you watching you take like basically 10 actions in a turn. Yeah. Cause I think it was actually on a stream and I think I hit 12 on Tobias on stream. I left on one health and he turned around and won the yeah, game. Yeah. He won that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it. Yeah. And he beat you the only night. Yeah. He, he was playing the, the other one. Yeah. He was, he was playing the insect. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. But yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> This, I mean, that's why I'm so tempted to bring in another Sunstrider because I don't have to draw for quite as long to get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really hard to lose something. Like there are a few one-offs that maybe I can drop, or maybe go down, rely less on rebuilding with the, the treat or trading post and go for another Sunstrider instead of that. But uh, trading post is good if it gets removed, though. Yeah, trading post is a really good way to restart a chain again. So if something does go wrong, then you can use. A trading post to kind of recover and it's also a really good dispel target so people use removal cards to get rid of it if you start stacking it up mm. and then your commander is obviously a bit safer subjugator is another card that's quite attractive to put in there because then you can keep your your chimchu commander safe from most things not thunderstucks of course but it also buys you a bit of uh, uh, security but yeah so that's uh, that's it really uh, i've i used to play the deck with uh, um star tamer kalak mm-hmm. uh, but I eventually went to Maya because I wanted that additional superior Lunar. Yeah, uh, that would make Kallak, sense. Kallak is more consistent to get the chain off, but it's a bit more restricted in how many cards I can play. Because uh, obviously in Lunar, I'm running a, a Farseer, a Telesta Priest, and I want to say there's one more, but maybe I am thinking of the wrong stuff now. There was a point where you had uh, a Sun Topori in there as well, right? Or Gallery. What did we end up with that card? Uh, changed his name. Yes, yeah. Uh, because that just ended up on the chimchu with the lunar on top. It ended up every now and then in, in that big chain, you'd end up creeping up yeah, the damage so it draw. increases damage, healing, and card draw from chimchu cards. Yeah. So it's great with uh, Telestan Priest, Yes, which exactly. does all three anyway. So there are, there are definitely a lot of variations to take on this kind of deck. Uh, so I'm not going to proclaim this is the best one by any means, but it's, it's a lot of fun to play. Sure. Uh, sounds like uh, one of those things I'm looking forward to once we w- once we really get into the swing kindred here is is building around those families. So I'm glad to see that things are possible and actually kind of might be viable decks. So uh, Chris, do you have a deck there as well? Yep, <laughs> mine's a bit more. Yeah, it's a bit more weird. Okay, so um, <laughs> I, I encountered it because I was having a conversation with our UI designer Christian. And we sort of had this, like, we always get, like, these cards that no one plays, and we're like, oh, yeah, we should make this work. So this is uh, the result of a, a few silly conversations. But, it's a lot, again, it's a lot of fun to play. It's probably I, not the most aggressive thing, but I certainly enjoy it. At least yeah, it that, that, that's that's kind of what happens a lot of times with my deck building, too, is, like, <laughs> I see what everybody else is doing, and, like, everybody's building a Flying Fortress deck. Well, I, I'm not going to include Flying Fortress in my in my <laughs> deck at all. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, yeah, I, mean, Monastery. yeah but I should say that uh, I played against Christian's take on this kind of thing, and... It's it can horrible. it can be re- brutally effective as well. All it's, right, it's not just fun. It's it, it yeah, it's different. It's a different angle of attack. Um, so here we go. Mm-hmm. So Zelana Bloodroot is a mythical mythic hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got access to animal death and soul, superior soul. <laughs> deck list. So we've got double graveyard, which you don't see a lot, uh, which is increased damage from death and uh, damage and healing from death cards by one. And then we've got triple bone reaper, the classic XX four damage for healing. And then you're probably going to start seeing where I'm going. We've got Triple Roaming Zombie, which is a 1-2-2 two, two, 
and you take that much, uh, you know, target takes that much damage when they draw a card. So if you pass to draw two, you take one, one, or two, two. Um, and this is the whole basis of this is. It's also a death card. It's also a death card, which uh, graveyard can make you hit, you know, four per card you draw, for example. <laughs> Uh, so the whole point of this was just like, you know, no matter what, at some point, you want to draw cards to play cards in this game, yeah. unless you're really hard, heavy on abilities. Um, so the whole idea there was try and keep this hitting you for the entire game. Um, so that said, we then move on to two Sacrificial Pits, which is an XX1. And I can move uh, one undead card back to my hand. Guess what's undead? Roaming Zombies. <laughs> um, and a few other cards I've got coming. Um, so I, I get these back, and it restarts if I play an, um, uh, an Umbron card, uh, which is another little dread synergy. Uh, thankfully, I've got three Umbron Terror cards, which, as you might imagine, I go quite low health on this because I'm doing a lot of weird stuff and trickle damage. So Umbron Terror Guard is a, is a card that um, makes you immune to damage if you're 10 or less health, and when it expires, you draw a card. It, importantly, it's an Umbron, so um, when I play it, I can restart the Sacrificial Pit to keep me drawing the Roman Zombies back. Um, and like I tend to be down when I when I play it. I do have. I'm checking the deck list. I, I took an Umbron Marauder and Thief out. I used to have more Umbron. I have three Reckless Spirits, as you might imagine. Uh, obviously, Zalana Bloodroots power is she draws a card when she removes a, uh, a buff, so that's a nice thing to have with that anyway. It's also uh, undead. It's undead. Yes, sorry. So it's undead. So Sacrificial Pit can draw that back as well, which is a nice uh, combo uh, or synergistic play between Sacrificial Pit and Reckless Spirit, which Zalana has access to immediately. Moving on, I have two Spineback Stock Jaws, which is uh, like an aggressive version of an old oak. Um, so it does three damage, two, and damage. two damage, and restarts uh, one action buff. So um, I usually use it on the last corner of a roaming zombie to keep them around. In a pinch, I can use it to restart Umbron Terror Guard if I need to stay alive, or I can use it to restart Sacrificial Pit if, the, if, you know, if I need to keep that there to draw it back. Um, so some nice options there. Uh, I have two old oaks because I tend to be nasty and have more than one roaming zombie out, or it overlaps with a uh, terror guard or a, or a um, sacrificial pit. I then have two spirit of balance, which I just have in just because I sort of like the card and it's fun. Mm -hmm. So I, <laughs> and it's undead. And it's undead. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, sorry. Yeah. Everything's got a, a, a combination with the sacrificial pit. Sorry. So I can draw this back to sacrificial pit. But like if someone's being aggressive or they play a card that I like the look of, I can I can uh, spirit of balance it, which is obviously a weird card if those if people haven't seen it much. You can mimic the last card action card on the uh, recipient's uh, discard pile. So if they heal, I can heal. If they attack, I can attack, remove buffs. It's quite uh, flexible. I like going into a game not knowing what this card is going to be. Sometimes I've had a spirit gate out of it, which you know you don't usually <laughs> intend. Like, I'll get a combo back. Why not? You know, or, you know, draw cards and whatnot. So that's uh, it's nice. I mean, yeah, it's undead, so I draw back. Um, moving on to the fun stuff. Two Ashra Divas. Um, so obviously I draw three, you draw two, but I'm forcing you to draw two onto a Roman zombie that might hit you four per card. I'm forcing you to draw, <laughs> which is nasty. Three Umbra Terror Guards are covered. I've got one Spirit Channeler, because as you may have gathered, I'm only really healing from Bone Reapers at this point, um, which I can, you know, old oak and spine back stock draw if I need to, but it's, it's not great. So I need to um, get a little bit of cheeky healing if I can. I have one Spectral Web, which I had recently just because, you know, buff removal is a thing and this this helps prevent it. Um, Citadel Musician is a card I've grown to hate when Benny plays it in his Insectoid deck, but I, I use it here as well because this is a soul card. 1111, increased damage and healing by that number. Obviously, with Graveyard and Roaming Zombies out, the more cards you draw, the more that starts to hurt even more. So, like, yeah, I've had it so someone ended up, you know, basically dying when they pass to draw two at this point because, like, two Graveyards and that, basically, every card is hitting you for five when you draw a card. And again, it gets really nice for getting caught in the crossfire when I restart with Old Oak. 
and it's surprising how much that adds up. Just like you know, Bone Reapers, just like there's the, the one damage increase. It seems silly just have one, 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 but with all the trickle damage stuff and multiple buffs out, it really ends up like paying off really nicely. Yep. Obviously, I'm superior soul, so double root singer, uh, which is nice because I tend to have like sacrificial bits to like a graveyard or two, which is permanent. Uh, the, uh, the if I'm lucky, the spirit channel is out. So I tend, I tend to have like you know over three buffs, so the chance that our root singer is going to ping off, uh, pay off uh, correctly, or like you know full power get two cards back, and then I've got a lot of options what I need to pull back based on you know the situation. I might need to pull back buff removal, sacrificial bits, roaming zombies if I want to be mean still, and that. And then I've got a colossal artifact just because I like it. It's it's saved me more more often than not because if someone plays a storm shaman, you know colossal artifact. Um, it's it's very nice to stop at those big spike hits again. The four the four card open. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. So it obviously reduces action card damage or caps it at four. So again, it's a full duration buff, all four corners. So again, old oak um, against rush, for example, if they can't remove the stuff, um, it's quite nice just to get caught in the crossfire, then reducing a lot of incoming damage, or just you know your prism cannons or your big hitting dawn stalkers or um, Benny Sunstrider. You never know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then moving on to the combos, I'm sort of limited on options here because I haven't gone cross order or uh, I haven't uh, you know, added back. And how many forest. animal cards do you have? We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. so I have no animal cards. I have, no animal, I have one animal card. I have um, I have two animal cards actually. So the combos, I have Rigor Mortis, which is double death combo. This is a bit of healing. Obviously, it catches discarded cards and moves them to the discard when I've used the healing ability on it, which is nice for Zolana because um, as, as I've covered, I haven't got a lot of healing. I've got a lot of stuff to restart the bone reapers if I need to, but this is like, you know, a a heal if it hasn't been removed. Um, I go with double soul, so I got spiritual turmoil as the first double soul. X five five damage returned to my hand if it expires. You know, uh, if you don't remove it, basically. Uh, to go with the double soul, I've got the other double soul. New to kindred's oaken symbiosis. Previously, uh, Benny's favourite yeah. mitochondrial symbiosis. Mycorrhizal symbiosis. Yes, it's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> Mouthful Symbiosis, um, which is the double soul. This one's really fun because, again, I tend to be lower health my opponent, which means this kicks in, dealing them two damage, and they can't heal while they have more health than me. Um, so that's really nice as a trickle thing on top of all this draw card stuff that they're taking. Uh, and then finally, I have uh, the other two combos, which is Feral Rage, which is just a 10 damage. Unfortunately, it requires animal. So my final combo is Corrupt Wildlife. Yay! The other animal card that I can use to pay for this one combo. I've never played Feral Rage. Um, so I should probably just figure out what to do that. But yeah, so a corrupt wildlife obviously is just quite flexible. Um, it's it's got a lot of it draws you the cards, gives you the extra unrestricted actions, which is uncommon, and then that gives me options. If if nothing else, I can draw a lot of cards with it, um, which helps. And that's it. Like I said, it's it doesn't too it doesn't do too great against rush. I mean, the Umbron Terror guards will keep me alive down there on the assumption they can't remove it and then kill me anyway. But it is it is. I, I really have a lot of fun playing it just because, you know, a lot, a lot of the uh, family mechanics of the map of undead cards I have synergize nicely. Some of the old stuff like, you know, just old oaking and spine back stop drawing to keep stuff going. And then, um, yeah, pulling stuff back. Then the Umbron Terror Guard to keep stuff going. So my buffs are sort of like naturey and ready, like, you know, the whole uh, nurturing your buffs and, you know, rejuvenating your buff pool. And then obviously using the undead side of things to deal weird sort of, um, you know, damage from like you know you kill yourself by drawing cards it's great when it's great against like granite matchups at the start of the game because i have three and i try to get them out quickly i draw quite quickly to get roman zombies because if i get one out i can generally assume i'll be able to get it back and play it again or just restart and stuff so i love playing like the granite decks for example because they play an ancient mine i'm like roman zombie uh, <laughs> or like the astronomer you know the final corner is coming up I'm like yeah roaming zombie in graveyard or like you know roman zombie in there uh, See, a musician. I'm not superior to that. That's what happened to me against Christian when he played his. Yeah, yeah. 
Because I'm talking about it. Yeah, yeah, this was my chimp today. What you talk about here with the astronomer <laughs> onto roaming zombie future shaman. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Not pleasant. I, uh, I, yeah. yeah. That'd be rough. Well, I know you guys got to get going soon, so I'm not going to hold you too long. Thank you for agreeing to come back on the show. Thank you for sharing some of your thoughts on Kindred and such. Um, I know we'll have you back on at some point. I don't know exactly when that'll be. I don't know what cards we'll have out to talk about at that point, but we will definitely get you back on. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. And there we have it. A very quick look at a few decks that Chris and Benny have put together for us. I think they did a pretty good job of kind of showcasing what the families can do for the game going forward. Feel free to jump over to the show notes at deliverycrab.com slash 044 to check out those complete deck lists. Feel free to try them yourself or maybe just take a few ideas from them and build your own deck. Whatever you want to do, it's just fine. But then when you're ready to test out these decks against some real competition, be sure to check out our tournament schedule. This can be found at deliverycrab.com slash tournaments. As of this recording, we currently have tournaments scheduled in Austin, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, as well as Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So if you're anywhere near any of those areas, please consider coming out on one of those dates. Hopefully you can make it to one of those tournaments, but even if you can't, Keep an eye on that page because we will be adding more tournaments as time goes on. As I've mentioned a few times already, the show notes for this episode can be found at deliverycrab.com slash 044. That's deliverycrab.com slash 044. That's all we got for now. So until next week, I got some more deliveries to make. <laughs>